welcome to Beyond the Ball with me, Collie. This week I am joined by Paddy. Paddy, what's the crack? Oh, it's so good to be back, man. Missed you last week. Um, yeah. As you know, it was in mourning because I turned the big 4-0, so I was yeah. seeing could I get my bus pass and, you know, get my donor <laughs> card because I know I haven't got long left on the earth and stuff. So, yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, yeah it's good to have you back. Uh, Paddy, we're, we're not going to mess around. We're not going to dick around. We're going to get him straight in. Mr. Manchester United from the United stand. Mr. Jay Daly. Jay, what's the crack? Hey guys, oh. how you doing? First of all, Paddy, happy, happy, happy 4-0. Oh, it ain't all that bad. It ain't yeah. all that bad. Listen, look, man, you got your own teeth, you got your own hair. It's all good. Can't can't be too bad. Come on, man. Yeah, well, I'm clinging onto the hair. My teeth are mine all right. They're all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, you know, 40 is the new 30, as they say, huh? Well, 40 you know the about being 40. It's, it's like is 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 like a fine wine, man. That's what it's all about. That's, That's it, exactly. Right. Thanks very much, Jesus. Uh, we have you on all the time. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't usually get compliments from anybody. <laughs> He's lovely. <laughs> uh, so we are watching uh, United in the background. Jay, I don't know if you, you've you had a bit of a problem trying to get um, one of the, the uh, channels on. So um, we will be walking you through it. I don't know. You could probably try again. We have the kind of link and stuff there. So it's up to yourself. Okay, we'll, we'll get... We'll get straight into it. Um, what we usually do, and this will be, be no different this week, is we always go into um, the questions straight away that were sent in from the Instagram uh, followers. So we're going to jump straight into the questions, actually. Right. So we'll, I'll, I'll kick it off. Um there's a, a good few sorry, in, sorry, Jay, sorry, so. sorry. This is the first week Collie hasn't looked for praise about his uh, oh, video intro. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting, I was waiting. Like, you know, it was, it was coming, it'll eventually come. Splendid work, splendid work. <laughs> uh, so, look, we'll jump into the first question. I, I will throw it out there. So, um, this is in from LBC10. What does Mark Goldbridge like to work on? I'm sure you get fucking asked this all the time. Same shit. <laughs> Any funny stories <laughs> or moments with him. So, uh, look, at. Don't, you don't have to go into too much detail. Any, any, anything that springs to mind on it? Uh, well, well, normally what I do with Mark is um, the, the, I'll send Mark um, a bomb on on his on a private message on WhatsApp, knowing that he's doing a watch along, just to get a reaction. Then I go into Mark's live watch along, knowing he's looking at the phone, I see the face, and you just look up, and it's like, okay, well, what I said, I won't I say it. So a lot of times, watch along, that's what I do, just mess with him. But no, um, in all fairness, um, Mark's a great guy. Um, in the end of the day, he's the face of United Stand. He's like, he's he's not a boss. He he, we're all there to to be our own self and play our own part. Obviously, I'm there because you know historically United have had millions of Irish fans going back since the fifties. Uh, obviously, my grandfather went to Manchester after World War Two, as 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 did a lot of. Um, Irish grandparents in, in that era so I grew up with United in the house, I couldn't avoid it and now I'm lucky enough that as part of my living I get to talk about United so you know I've got a, a great debt of gratitude to old Mark and the rest of the boys because I get to go on after games, have a rant yeah. um, have a meltdown and you know and let's be fair the last two seasons there hasn't been very much to be happy about yeah and I and I I've, I jump in on them the odd time and I can just see the frustration from everyone and it's just like obviously I'm in the, I'm a Chelsea fan Paddy's United fan but I can just see the frustration from all the United fans from going to the Fergie era into what we're in now it's just an absolute shit show uh, just from the ground up I think. Do, uh, do, you think, 
Paddy, yeah. you rem- you remember the Ron Atkinson era? The Ron Atkinson era was more entertaining to shout and watching now. Yeah. Bloody hell. At least back in the, in the big Ron era, like big Ron, to be fair, great tan. He wore some great suits, you know. But yeah. like Kevin Moore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kevin Moore and Brian Robson, Norm Whiteside, Gary Bailey, Art Rabiston, for our own Frank Stapleton. Right. All players. Yeah, big Paul. All players that played and literally would die for the badge. And now we're left with this bunch of overpaid fucking prima donnas. And I'm sick yeah. to death of it, mate. Yeah, but do you think the United stand would be as popular if it was during Fergie's era because we'd be all happy. We'd be all popping the corks yeah. and the champagne every match. You know what I mean? It gives good con- content. So there's Paddy, a silver lining. I would gladly give up half a million of those followers that United stand has for us to win a title oh, in oh, two years' true. time. No problem whatsoever. But I, 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 I take your point. It's a very valid point. Um, Ironically, the worse we've been over the last two or three seasons, the, I suppose, from a content create, creation's point of view, it does provide more talking points. And, you know, Man City, you know, you got to give Pep and the way that club has run all the credit in the world. I know it's the blue side of Manchester, but they're winning titles. But yeah. it's become boring. Yeah. But it seems every single day, if you're United fan, there's some leak out of the club or there's some new story. And it's become a bit of an embarrassment, to be quite frank with you, Paddy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's Paddy, do you want to jump? We'll, 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 ju- we'll keep jumping through the, the questions because a lot of this, what we're right. talking about, is going to come up in the questions anyway. So we'll, we'll get through and then we'll, we'll kind of veer off a little bit as well. Okay. We've got Aaron Singleton and he sent in thoughts on the absolute state of the club is in at the minute. Okay, Aaron Singleton, my friend, how long is a piece of string? And do do you have one, nice? (laughs) Bloody hell, mate. Well, yeah, it's a very great great question. I think the state of the club permeates back to, and Paddy Paddy will know this well, when um, our own Fergie had a fight with with, um, a very famous Irish horse breeder over the, um, who owned a certain horse sperm. I think it goes back to then. Because we were on the verge of becoming pretty much an Irish-owned club. I would trace it back to then, even pre-Glazers. I think yeah. that was the pivotal moment in the club that a lot of fans that aren't as old as Paddy and I don't, don't even know about that, that even happened. Because a lot of fans have this real rose, red-tinted spectacles about Fergie. Fergie had a massive, massive ego. That's why he won so many titles. Mm-hmm. And, and all credit is due. But that ego made him make a couple of decisions that came back and bought him on the arse. For instance, getting rid of Yap Stan, getting rid of Beckham in his prime. And he admitted in his autobiography he got rid of Stan in the wrong, wrong period of time. So I think that argument over that racing horse, name, name escapes me now, I think was pivotal to how a door opened for the Glazers to buy those shares. And here we are now, almost 20 years later, in a shit show. But the, and I think Ferguson got away with it because that man I think could win the league with the current squad that we have. He just it didn't matter what players he had on the pitch; they just yeah. played for that badge and more than any other player could. He got the best out of everyone. He was he was a genius, for sure. Go on to the next one there, Collie, I suppose. Right, next one in is from Toby Thirty One. What's your favorite memory as a United fan, excluding the treble win? I presume every United fan just says the treble win because how can you how can you look anywhere else? But uh, other than that one, what what you, what comes to mind? To be quite frank, seeing Brian Robson lift his very first league title back in 1993. Um, Robbo was at the end of his career. Um, I grew up as a kid in Limerick 
Uh, now, obviously, I would have vague memories of Robson, but as a teenager, seeing Rob lift a title in 1993, that was for me, that's my memory. Fairly, yeah, fairly. Paddy, on to the next one. Yeah, this one's a bit of a fun. fucking... Yeah. I, I think you might uh, you might know this one, the, whoever sent this in. Uh, Paddy, I'll let you ask it. <laughs> Jay Dixon underscore 88. Keane McGuire McTominay. Shag Mario Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> I know this guy. I know I know this guy is. Um, okay, Shag Mariana Void. Okay, it's actually, it's actually a great question, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Not in an aesthetic point of view, I suppose. Shag Matomini because he'd be easy. He just bend over and take it, take it like a little bitch. Um, marry Maguire because Maguire is docile, has no balls, so he just do what he's told. And obviously, avoid Keen. Yeah, really, I wasn't expecting that at all. That's brilliant. <laughs> great right, question. Uh, great question. That's good. Uh, right on to the next one. Uh, Vanish dot nineteen dot underscore. Make your fucking names easier, lads. Uh, do you think we should play Bailey because of his aggression and he helps us play a higher lion? I've been exposing the virtues of my man Eric playing to breaks by for the last two seasons, but Sojgar would not play him even when he was fit because Sojgar was in this um, Magaluf stranglehold, which I christened the busted sofa. But in front of the time, it's proven that even though Lidloff is, is physically is weaker than Maguire, he's actually a better defender. And right now, the conduit in that back four is Rolls Royce Varane. And he can make anybody look good. Varane's so good, he made Phil Jones look good in, th- in that one-off game. So <laughs> I would advocate playing by absolutely beside uh, uh, Varane based on what uh, Vanish says, his pace, his aggressiveness. And of course, it does allow you to play a high line. And if Radnick is ever to go back to his vaulted pressing system, he's got to play somewhere pace beside Varane. Because look, at we could spend the whole show on, on, on Maguire. I'm wasting my time. But yeah, I'm a massive advocate of of, of Vi when he's fit. There was, one, um, there was one incident, and I think it was coming towards the end of Solskjaer's uh, career. And I think it was Maguire and Lindelof could have been injured. And I think he played McTominay centre-half with... Now, he wasn't a fully fit by on the bench, but he was still on the bench and he didn't pick him. And that just fucking showed me the complete lack of confidence that he had in him. And I don't know why, because I, I genuinely... He actually reminds me very much like Rudiger. He's very aggressive. He's fast. He's decent in the air. But I don't know for whatever reason. I don't know whether it was an attitude thing. But again, I don't think so, because Oli didn't do anything else without everyone else had the fucking attitude problems. So I don't know why. I think that was, for me, that was the... That was the final thing to be, say. Uh, there has to be something because, like, if you look at the central pairing, the, the Lindelof and Varane are the best since Ragnar came in. Central defensive partnership. The only reason Maguire is in the team is because he's captain. I can't see any other reason why he is shocking. One of the worst defenders I've ever seen in United. Um, but I'd love to see by him and Varane. But uh, what could the reason be that all these managers keep letting him go? The reason for me is the 80 million pounds worth of milestone that's hanging around Maguire's neck. Um, a lot of the fan base have made excuses for Maguire. Oh, if the price tag is never going to measure up or B, it's the, the um, Euros hangover. I'm sorry, that's absolutely bullshit. Mm. I, I don't subscribe to any, any of that. You know, you were four times relegated player. So that, so by virtue of that alone, she should tell 
the scouting staff, okay, this guy, he's limited. He, Very limited. You know, players cannot develop pace. I think a player either has pace at the age of 20s or they don't. Pace yeah. is something you develop as a teenager at, at that level as they develop. But in their, in their 20s, I think their pace is set. Yeah. It's only going to go one way after that. It's downhill. Yeah. His lateral and medial movement is piss poor. He can win an aerial ball in defense and offense. But in offense, when he wins a corner kick header, it's like he's heading a helium balloon. So, <laughs> so the likes, the likes of um, Murta and Woodward that negotiated that 80 million pounds financial debacle with Leicester, they should have been sacked for that. Yeah. But now we, we have um, Murta is now in second, he's still in command. Woodward is gone, but his legacy is there for many, many more years. And I firmly believe this is my own theory because Maguire is the captain, I feel he's got a clause, a clause in his contract that once I'm captain and fit, I cannot be dropped. Yeah, that's my own personal theory. It seems like it because no matter what he does. He just cannot be fucking dropped. And I was I was watching him there last two or three weeks. And I was saying to myself, right, you'll allow one mistake. But when you just see the type of mistake he's ma- he's making where he's turned the opposite way and he's fucking spinning around like a ballerina trying to plant his foot on the ground, trying to tackle. It's fucking embarrassing. For, this is the most expensive defender that has ever existed on this on this earth. And that's what he's doing. And but there's been two instances of when Maguire was out injured. And say it was either Lindoff or Bali or Lindoff from Varane playing. And then one of them got injured. And so it was a chance for maybe Boy to come back in. Um, yeah. and, but he still brought Maguire in when he still wasn't fully fit. So that makes me think then, yeah, okay, fair enough. Maguire is going to get his game because he's the captain. But why isn't Boy being brought in even at those stages where Maguire is still not fully fit? Yeah, that, Like it has to be an attitude thing. It really does. It has to be something. Cast yeah. your mind back um, to the, the loss against Leicester. Yes, when Leicester came to town and that. smashed us open. Yeah. yeah. And, at, and I remember that game vividly because I covered it afterwards. Three of the goals were because of, were because of um, Maguire. One was yeah. because of Matamale. But so you have a player there that's cast three goals against Leicester. We made Leicester look like prime Barcelona that day. Yeah. And Leicester have been proven this season to be not the Leicester we've known we've known over the last three seasons. But yeah, it's, it's fucking mad. He wasn't. It's mad. And again, he plays tonight. Now tonight, um, he's got his two babysitters in front of him in McShite. <laughs> so two suggested managers play babysitters in front of Maguire. Yeah. Now, I gave Radnick the benefit of the doubt. We all did as part of the group, and I just time said, right, we're not going to go hard in them. And we said, right, by late January, February, you're going to see his philosophy put in the team, his impact put in the team. But the very fact he's still playing Maguire, that speaks volumes for me. Yeah. I, I, I was I have been questioning his appointment the whole time. Now look, I know he's only a fucking temporary fix for the for the time being, and and there is gonna be hopefully a um a more permanent solution for this. But I I not seeing this whole high pressing to the extent that he was coming out and saying that, oh, fucking Klopp, Klopp was saying that um, I'm a great manager. I haven't seen any of them managers. He realizes he hasn't got the players to do it, though. Yeah, I know that. But like, even, even at that, like like Jay saying, playing fucking Maguire, have a bit of balls, drop fucking Maguire. Mm-hmm. Like, in my honest opinion with Fred, I think he can pass the ball five yards, but he actually might be a little bit more effective further up the pitch. Um, he reminds me a little bit, 
of Ramirez that used to play for Chelsea. He'd break the ball down and he'd pass it five yards and give the fucking ball away, run after it, break it down, give it away. And he'd just constantly do it. It was a vicious cycle. But I think we seen him the first game, I think it was that um that Rangnick took over. I literally said to the lads in the in the group chat, I said, Fred should definitely be playing higher up. He played higher up. I think he won a penalty and I think they scored from the penalty. I was saying, why not just fucking take a gamble on that? Press higher. If you're gonna go with it, just fucking go with it. Because it it wasn't working before. Like I just don't see him what what, what he's supposed to be on there. Okay. Right. Well, a few more questions, more questions. Yeah. Um, John Gal underscore five has sent in thoughts on League of Ireland and do you have a favourite team in the League of Ireland? John, I've got to be totally honest with you. I don't. I've got to be honest. I don't. I don't follow League of Ireland because my Sundays are spent watching NFL. I'm a massive NFL fan. I played American football, so on Sundays it's been NFL. So for that reason, I don't follow League of Ireland. I, I have so many hours in a day, yeah. so I, I don't want to lie, lie here and say I'm an avid fan of Three United in down in Limerick. I'm not. I don't watch League of Ireland. I'm sorry. Let's just be totally honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Next one um, in from Lewis O'Hare Junior. O three. How can Man United improve right now? CDM. Uh, how can they improve right now? Well, obviously, the, the first thing you do is what we discussed for the last 10 minutes is yeah. Radnick needs to show some fucking balls and yeah. drop Maguire and play anybody beside Maguire apart from... Uh, sorry, anybody beside Varane apart from Maguire. And yeah. I think the second thing he needs to do is he needs to use Max Rashford primarily as a super sub. Yeah, Rashford doesn't track back. And that goal Stanton scored... Um, on Saturday, that was Rashford leaving a chasm of space that Delo couldn't get back. If you look at it again, Delo had, had tucked, had pushed up, left the space. Rashford didn't go back. Matamale and, jo- and Jogba, Jogba, Jog back. <laughs> and the only thing I think of the Rashford, he lets him play higher up the pitch and leaves him there because he's speed and he wants to play a quick ball over the top. Yeah. But that can happen in every, in every passage of play. So for for me, oh, oh, go on, tell me, go on. Uh, just they need the head just pulled off a worldly of a save there, picked it out of the top corner from a header. Again. Like Dave saves, saves again. Like Dave saves, saves yet again. Yeah. Uh, on on the it doesn't come to questions. Without the Haya right now, United for me would be mid mid table at best. Hundred percent. He's he's and when your goalkeeper is consistently your best performer, that speaks volumes of the whole midfield and your non-functioning back four. But back to the question, I would drop Rashford. I play Alanga. Alanga will do what he is told. Yeah. I would play Sancho week in, week out on front of the low. Yeah. I would drop Shaw and I'll play Tellers. Because yeah. Shaw is another player who last season played out of his skin, had a bit of synergy built up with Rashford, but this season he's been because he's four to ten, I start Tellers. Tellers a much better cross of the ball, and Ronaldo not scoring since December. I know there's loads of theories on it, but I think the lack of crossing aerial crossing into the box from the wings is a major factor on why Ronaldo. You have, you have one of the best headers in more football in the box. I'm not putting crosses because because Rashford doesn't do it. Rashford will have his will will lose the ball. Have his cross come shot where he goes from left to right foot. He doesn't cross it in. So I think you, you, you got to use your fullbacks. Yeah. So that's what we do. Uh, regarding CDM, 
Yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know don't have a CDM. We have Maddich, <laughs> who yeah. can, could come on for the last twenty minutes and close the game out, but he can't start games. His legs are gone. Yeah. So I think you know, in the off season, you need to buy two CDMs. Per for yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. We'll move on to the next one, Paddy. Oh, sorry. Okay. Right. That was me. We have Jill of Ireland here saying, "How can I get?" Oh, Paddy, do you, do you keep pressing that? Well, that's Dave. <laughs> Sorry, Dave from Juve. Yes. Dave. 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 How can I get as fit and look as good as Jay Daly? This wasn't planted. I I swear. This yeah, was... this is Dave. Okay. Hey, look, 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 look. This is planted. Yeah, vicious. Vicious. Vicious product placement. <laughs> Are we, Dave? Will you at least send a water bottle to Paddy? At least, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> you missed, Dave, you're missing a trick. Send the boys some water bottles, for God's sake. Yeah, we'll clip that. How can get it? All how can you get as fit as me? Um, well, first of all, I, I don't eat wheat. I don't eat dairy. I don't drink beer. Fuck. After oh, that, me. just go. <laughs> after that, just go and lift heavy weights. Jay, I want to actually ask you why we're on this kind of subject about the yeah, the go ahead. Competing, the competing as well, like so. Tell us a little bit about that, because I wouldn't be too familiar with kind of that side of things. Uh, like, what does that take? How long? Like, how long have you been doing that? And give us your history on on doing the competing. Like, okay, do you mean do you really want me to board your side for this stuff? Yeah, I want to know it all. <laughs> okay, did my, <laughs> did my first show. I did my first show. Yeah, the, you know they're playing so badly. That you want to talk about my career, men's physique. <laughs> that speaks peppered. volumes. They're getting absolutely peppered here by Brighton. It's fucking, it's disgraceful. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, oh, so I did, I did my first show back in 2015. Uh, went straight into national championships. And I was told by a judge that I didn't have the look for men's physique and was too old for men's physique. For, the, for everybody watching, men's physique is basically what I call... The pretty boy version of bodybuilding, or for Father Ted viewers, it's the lovely lads version of bodybuilding. <laughs> you, ha you have to, ha you have to have the hair, the teeth, the face. So it's it's not for the small, bald, fat lads. Okay. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> <Pipples>. <laughs> and basically, in physique, um, you wear shorts, far as your knees, and the posing is different. So to go for um, how to put it, a more aesthetic look. So you're not a monster on stage. Basically, yeah. they don't they don't want that. They don't want that. Um. How to get into it? Uh, in essence, I retired from cycling in 2010. Yeah. Uh, focused on my business, and then I need a new challenge. Yeah. I was always into obviously keeping fit for for racing and whatnot. I always weight trained. Uh, grew up watching Stallone and Rocky movies and Schwarzenegger, so I was always fascinated by 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 those two. And I suppose, and then it was like, right, let's go and do a different sport. So I went from a 73 kilo skinny ass cyclist up to an 85 kilo military competitor in three years. It took me to get to on stage. And so for show, did you've won from, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, four Irish titles and two Europeans. Jesus. That was after a judge telling me that, that I hadn't the right look and I was told. That's fucking. And, and more, the, more, the, more like give you the later. drive and determination to do it even more. Yeah, it did because yeah, yeah. you never tell me I can't do something. Yeah, <laughs> you know, never tell. Like I was, a, I was a kind of kid in school. You tell me, um, that's not how you solve that problem, or that's not how you do it. I'll prove to you that is how you do it because it's my way. Now, my, my now, if I'm doing something, 
and I'm on a course where, okay, this, this is going to give an outcome that is not what I desire, then I'm going to change course and then take on other opinions. But if I know my way of doing something is going to give the desired outcome, I'll stay the course. Mm. That's just my mindset. No, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Right, I'll move on to the next one. Um, so Luke James Evans zero one. Who inspires you to support United? I suppose a lot of the players that we mentioned previously there. Well, no, my my grandfather or my father. Really? Yeah. As a kid growing up in Limerick, you like you you know you're, you're, there wasn't much happening in Limerick in the eighties. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. To be honest, to be honest about it, like so. It was my it was my father and uh, my grandfather obviously had had um was, was was coming back then every summer from working um or in england so you know he'd be giving you all the stories so then i suppose then the ladies then started going to games a couple times a year you know the ubiquitous the bus the bus over from from hollyhead the classic yeah the class the class the classic bus tour it was gross the, the, the classic, the classic bus tour, you know, as twelve rows, lose, lose, losing your father outside Old Trafford, can't find him, search the pubs, <laughs> <laughs> the, the usual crack, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. the, the usual Irish childhood, you know yourself, the usual Irish childhood. I'll give you, I'll actually give it, I'll give you a laugh, I'll give it a funny one. Uh, I went to Old Trafford as a, a kid myself, and I went over to see Man United and Southampton. My dad is, a, he's a milkman, so he's a Manchester <coughs> City fan now. Don't hold it against him. He's a Man City fan. Okay. So, was my brother. so I went with the, the three of us went over and we're sitting there and it's half time and I think um I think uh, it was nil all and the guy from the the radio uh, Man United radio whatever it was was coming around the stadium. He was asking people what's card you think it'll be and of course they got to me eight year old hadn't a fucking clue. Uh, I was like oh yeah no I think United win and and they move on and. I was like, don't don't listen to them. They support Man City in the middle of the fucking Old Trafford. Oh my god! Coming, coming over, coming over the fucking intercom in, in the stadium, <laughs> and I'm up there saying, yeah, no, them two support Manchester City, and we dad's like, oh, don't mind him, don't mind him. No, yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic, <laughs> fantastic, absolutely fantastic. That, that was the last day he seen his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that was good. That's good. Buddy, I'll let okay. you jump on to the next one there. Okay, Noah Tidros. Um, who would you rather next permanent manager between Ten Hag and Posh? That's the easy question of the night. Uh, for me, Posh is the Argentine Brendan, Brendan Rodgers. Uh, I think he peaked the Spurs he, at the moment. He's, he's playing in a pub league in France. And I, I can only judge Posh on what happens tonight and what happens between now and the end of the season. But I don't judge him on what happens in France. I judge him on the Champions League. If you win the Champions League, then I'll change my views. Ten Hag, obviously, he's the fan favourite. Um, that's what everybody's talking about in social media. However, if I had my choice, it won't happen. We won't get him. I would go for Luis Enrique, but that won't happen. Yeah. Like, can I, can so I just... I've been thinking about this a bit and about who, I, who I'd like, and I, I would be Poch, and I'll tell you why. Um, you look at some of the managers that really stick out to you, that done a job with smaller teams, so Mourinho or Porto, um, Klopp with uh, Borussia Dortmund and then you look at what Poch done with Tottenham and if you look at Tottenham as a club to get to the Champions League final it must take a special manager to do that because they've always been a flaky club you listen to Roy Keane every time he speaks about them um, yeah, not shining with light in PSG but I do think whoever the next manager is they need to be given 
four to five years because the best manager we've ever had in the club. After three years, there was banners up saying, Tara Fergie, get out. So they need time and they need support because the greatest manager we ever had in our club, and we let him down. When he was leaving, he said, give the next manager your support in your time. And the club, the supporters and the ex-players, after six months, all turned their back on him. So, and we keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. So I honestly think the next manager, irrespective of how they're doing after a year or two, we need to give them three or four years. Paddy, I take your point, and it's a very valid point. The next manager coming in is crucial to what happens in this club, not for the next two or three years, for the next 10 years, it's crucial. Mm-hmm. But to your point, would you have given the... I, I See, I was never a Moyes fan, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think he should not have been hired at all, point blank. For me, the man to to be hired right then was, was prime Josie. Josie was still prime, but I have a theory on why he wasn't hired. So why do you think he deserved more time? I'd be interested to know that. Because I think the team he came into never would have respected him because they had Ferguson before him. He didn't get to sign anybody he wanted to sign. So after six months, he didn't have a team, his team. He didn't have his time to put a stamp on the club and on the team. And I think if anything, he just deserved a little bit of time to do that because Look, what he's done at West Ham and what he's done at Everton, and I know they're nowhere near like the stature of Manchester United, but he's not a poor manager. West but Ham the America. players did did not have any respect for him. For Ferguson to win that league with that group of players was a miracle. And when he came in, we, we all seen, you know, Mata came in on, on the helicopter. It was, we were supposed to be signing Ronaldo, Bale, everyone, like, everyone was supposed to be getting signed, and we didn't sign anybody. And then everybody just said after six months, that's it, get out. And look, it's been it's been Groundhog Manager. Um, when Ferguson left, an atomic bomb went off at United, an invisible one. And it's been like Chernobyl ever since. And nothing good has been able to grow within that squad because we haven't had a manager strong enough that has been given the time to nurture that squad and block out the noise from outside, the negative noise. I'm of the opinion that A, he shouldn't have been appointed at all. No, I, I don't think he was the first Okay. Choice. He wasn't the first. Well, he no, he was Ferguson's first choice because Ferguson and Bobby Charlton did not want Jose. Yeah. And that 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 season when Real knocked United out of the out of the European Cup, Jose went on a real charm offensive. He said in his post match that um, and I remember vividly that for me the best team lost. He was on a charm offensive. He wanted a job, and his and agent even right. told him he, his agent even told him that job is yours. You have the job. I'm putting everything. But Charlton, Charlton. And Ferguson did not want to get the job. So there's a, a fan theory, Paddy, I don't know if you're aware of it, and the theory is that Ferguson's ego was so big that he could not consonance Prime Mourinho coming in, being given two or three signings and carrying on, normal services resumed. So the theory is that he had to put in a lesser manager with a lesser, I suppose, Gravitas than he had, knowing full well the players wouldn't respect him and would go tits up. Now, be it true or not, that, that's a theory I've heard from many, many fans in Manchester. And, and yeah, look, uh, uh, there is some weight behind it in terms of you could think that is true, but you look at, I suppose, post-Ferguson as well, Like you never hear him saying a bad word about the club or about the manager. I think he does it the right way, but you look at all the ex-players that are pundits now, and I think they're doing more harm than good for the club because the the 
stature and the the weight their word carries about Manchester United is doing way too much damage to the club and the players and the squad that are there because imagine somebody's constantly berating you in your job that used to be really good at your job in your club telling you you're really bad you're terrible I don't care who you are that's going to affect you absolutely yeah but Paddy those said pundits um, especially the English ones and we know who they are they never ever call it English players yeah never ever they get, they get a free pass like that little link that, or the little uh, the leak that was that was announced. Yeah. No fucking doubt that they were English players because they would have came straight out and said it if they were, if they were foreign players. Yeah, and hiding behind that bullshit is is lower lowers yeah. in my opinion of them anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. we'll move on to the next one, um, and it's in from Connor Keegan. Thoughts on the recent? Oh, here this is a good one. Thoughts on the recent post from Pogba and Tellez doing handshakes. So I don't know if you've seen this, Jay. They put up a video. Pogba released a video on his Instagram, I think it was about four days ago. And it's a video of him and Tellez standing there doing a fucking handshake and uh, basically hugging each other like they're the best of friends while all the shit is falling around them. What would, okay, what for, first of all, I don't follow Paul Pogba and any of his media because, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I just that's the kind of shit that I just I, w- w- would not appeal to me. Yeah. I judge a player by what he does on the pitch. Yeah. And I think. That Pogba Tellers social media thing, it's a microcosm of what's wrong with the club. Yeah. These players want to be social media superstars. Yeah. And Paddy, you've you've seen the pictures put out by the club on their own feeds. I know I don't follow the club either, but I keep getting tagged into stuff. <laughs> and you know, we have a bad result. Two days later, up goes the picture on Twitter. Winning team because they've won a fucking seven sided at the tra- at Karen's <laughs> Yeah, oh, right. like I couldn't, Makes I couldn't so care less. Yeah, 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 I couldn't, I could like, like wh- whoever. I'm sure they've got a whole team of people running that social media department. Yeah. Read the goddamn room. Yeah, but I remember, I remember saying one after the Burnley draw and thinking to myself, "You won against the team that just drew against Burnley. Don't be that happy about it." Yeah, you know, it's ridiculous. To the point, then, there's millions and millions of new fans all around the world that are half our age that yeah. love to see Pogba tweeting out or tell his messing around with a handshake. They love to see the winning team picture on Twitter, Instagram, and they buy into that. Like, if you look at the, the FA Cup is worth 10 million. There's just as an aside. The FA Cup is worth 10 million to win. But yeah. United signed a new deal for the training kit with Tezos. Or twenty million per year. Fuck so like. you're you're Man United, and you even say right. We have I think I think they're up now at fifty million Twitter followers. By the way, I don't follow them on Twitter either. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so if you follow them or any of the players. It's all bullshit, and it's none of them. Yeah. Anyway. So they can say, and so they can they, they can go along to their to their prospective sponsors. Say right, we've got X amount of Twitter followers. We've got X amount of Instagram followers. This is our engagement. Yeah. When we when we put a post up a picture, then Pogba's going to put it out, or Ronaldo's going to put it out, and all of a sudden you're talking probably hundred million plus yeah. of engagement, and that is what a sponsor buys. Yeah. So the club is run as a social media sponsorship entity. Yeah. Winning trophies is not part of there is on death with the Glazers, like. Yeah. I know now we're working off point here and I got on a tangent. But if you look at American, look at American football, yeah. Dallas Cowboys are worth 6.5 billion. 
the last time, and they're, by the way, they're my team. They're my team. Yeah, I love, love, love the Cowboys. Yeah. They are, the last Super Bowl they won was back in 1995. But they're the biggest sports franchise in the world. Yeah. Now, their, own, now, their owner, Jerry Jones, once said that he, he would give up everything he owns for to win a Super Bowl before he dies. So they actually want to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. But he's so but but Jerry is so ingrained in the everyday running of the club and the team and the draft of players. He thinks he's almost the coach. And that's the problem yeah. there. But they actually want to win. But the vast bulk of American sports franchises winning the Super Bowl or winning the NBA title is not worth what brings them the money. Yeah. So for the Glazers, so for the Glazers, winning Champions League, winning the FA Cup, winning the Premiership, that's not the rev- your revenue stream. It's your yeah. sponsorship. And, yeah. and unfortunately, the club is rotten to the core from that standpoint. So therefore, the club loves the likes of Pogba putting up his posts yeah. or Jesse Lingard. Or like, like Lingard played against Southampton after posting up twice pictures of him in West Ham kit. Come on. Fucking ridiculous. And it's, it's funny that when you say that because I never would have thought of it like that before. And I'm thinking to myself, why do they keep on going back to try and re-sign Pogba for that exact reason? Yeah, exactly. He's a brand in himself. It's a brand. It's not to do with the football. Well, kind of going into it, kind of looking into. Sorry, guys, just uh, looking into that a little bit smaller. What you're saying is where, like, the owner doesn't really see the 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 main trophy as the as the prize. I now see that as I now see that as the players don't see that as the prize either. I see them wanting bigger contracts. They get their bigger contracts (laughs) as far as they're concerned. They've made it. They don't give a fuck. They don't. They don't put the blood, sweat, and tears into it. They know that whatever happens on that pitch, they can walk around for fucking 90 minutes. They're going home to the same wages. I think all the fucking players should be put on a, a performance-based wage. Kali, you've just completely hit them in the head. That, yeah. that is, that is, that is the, a huge issue with the club. Huge yeah. issue. Like, you don't see um, Liverpool players, I mean City players, farting around on social media, winning team for argument's like, do you? Yeah. You, don't, you don't see it. You just don't see it because they're run at football clubs. Yeah. And the be all end all is to win trophies. But yeah. and, that, and, that, and that's ingrained in the players and the management. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not there. Do you win think if they didn't have Klopp at Liverpool, it might be a circus as well? Do you think you need a really strong manager to eliminate that? 100,000% yes. And the former manager, Ole, you've got to park Ole the player and Ole the manager. Mm. Ole the player, B, B minus. Now, take, yeah. take away. Apart from 99, all of the manager, Jesus Christ. Yeah. If, we're ta- if we're talking leaving cert here, we're talking foundation level. Yeah. <laughs> with with but, the most. <laughs> but he was the perfect manager for the Glazers because yeah. he acted as the perfect Berlin Wall between us, the fan base, yeah. and the board. Yeah. Because it was a fairy tale. Like. It took a lot, it took such a long time for, for the fans to turn on on social media such yeah. a long time yeah. and there's still there's still fans interact with me on, on, on social media i still believe he shouldn't have been sacked well, it's yeah. fucking mental no, no, I, I, I used to do i used to do this every week with these lads right so paddy is a, is a man united fan and we have connor uh, or sorry connor's liverpool fan we have um who else have we got who's you know chris and uh lawler so there's a couple of you know <coughs> water is a united fan as well and the lads used to think that i was just trying to wind them up by saying ollie should be sacked and every week we got into this big argument about no, 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 he has he deserves more time, deserves more time. And I said, lads, 
this man is not fit to, to manage Manchester United Football Club. The biggest I'm, team I'm, I'm sorry, can you just let me cut across you there? Um, I thought you used to do that because you're the exact same as Frank Lampard at Chelsea. Well, hold on, right? So, I did because it was the fairy tale. And, and as soon as he was sacked, I said to myself, right, maybe I was blinded by loyalty. And I was saying to myself, right, Frank Lampard, yeah, as a player, one of my favourite players of all time for Chelsea. But as a manager, yeah, done very well. And I think he probably took them to the limit that he could go with because I don't think he's as experienced as Tuchel coming in, like who obviously won the Champions League. We have to remember that that is fucking Frank Lampard's squad that he won there with. Obviously, Tuchel came in and implemented his own little, little things on it. But I just thought it was, yeah, very kind of blinded by by loyalty with that. And I think that's what you're getting with, with some of the United fans. Yeah, yeah they, they are definitely blind by loyalty. Like, I got slated last May when, when I slid off Solskjaer. I called him a clown live on air after his capitulation in, in um, Poland, after the, the Europa League. Yeah. I was like, get him out of the club. He shouldn't be here. He's a clown. He's a charlatan. And the abuse I got was just insane. <laughs> you think I you think I killed somebody? <laughs> but I was just calling a spade a spade. And yeah. I said, I, st- I stand by it because I, I, I remind... The, the obviously United time we got our own group chat. I remind yeah. him regularly. Imagine if we got Conte last May, and Conte yeah. had a whole summer to yeah. pick his players. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you now there'll be no leaks to the media. Yeah. There'll be no yeah. players moaning, moaning to their um to, to, their, to their, their friends in Sky Sports or whatever, because it'd be classic Italian mafia, the law of a metra, the law yeah. of silence. Yeah, and that's what actually one thing I wanted to. I forgot to ask you there when we were talking about the the Ten Hag and the um the Poch decision. Do you think you missed the missed the trick with with getting Conte in before? Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, he was because my first choice. Spurs went to from the what the lowest running team to the highest running team in the space of a week or two. Like if that's at the goal boy, that that's a minimum. That's a minimum your team should be doing is running their bollocks off. And look, if the talent's not there, the talent's not there. But once you know they're giving it hundred percent, you get behind them and you support them. But yeah, so you you think Conte you missed the missed the trick there? If you take yeah, you take running as one prime example. Yeah. Last Saturday against Southampton, Southampton ran five kilometers more as a team than United did. I tweeted at half time. By the way, lads, the team in red are at home. Yeah, look, because we just you weren't putting the effort in. Exact same tonight's game. We, like we were under severe pressure for the first ten minutes at Old Trafford. I was kind of sitting here with Collie going, this is just unheard of. Well, not, not unheard of lately because this is United. This is how United It's the norm. Here. It's the norm. Yeah. But like to see United at Old Trafford is just like being dominated by a team like Brighton is just so sad. So sad. Coaching. Now, it, I'm going to stop now before to, I start crying. <laughs> it, it used to be it used to be a 2 nil up at half time, and then United had killed the game off and that was it. Played 45 minutes, just holding the ball, dominating the game. And if they wanted to go and score, they could go and score. And that's just not happening anymore. Uh, we've we've jumped off a little bit there. We'll we'll jump on to we've one or two more questions, and then uh, okay, we'll kind of get into yeah, it. So I think it's our last question time. Yeah. Um, yeah so Lee Hurley, how do you rate Fred? <laughs> First of all, I say this, with this Fred, Fred, not Fred the Red. <laughs> Fred, Fred, please don't shoot. Fred, don't be anywhere near the box. <laughs> Fred is great at breaking up play. And playing a five-yard pass. If Fred stays in his zone, he's okay. Yeah. Fred, when he plays for Brazil, because he's got Casemiro beside him, 
because Casemiro is a world centre back. Yeah. Fred looks decent for Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> now I know comparing um, international football and Premiership ball, football is apples and oranges. Yeah. But you you put the same Fred beside Matomale, Pogba, any of our of our of, of our midfielders. He's had okay games, but he's had shocking games. For me, Fred is a squad player at best. Have you heard a story about when Shakhtar sold Fred for 50 mil? What happened at Shakhtar? No. The, uh, the Shakhtar director of football was so shocked that they got 50 million euros for Fred. He went out and he, 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 he actually, I know it was a tweet or whatever, but he went up, and, I know, he went up on, on social media. He went out and bought magnets of champagne for all the staff. <laughs> Because all they expect to get was around 20 mil for him. They got 50. Ed Woodward's, Ed Woodward's negotiating skills. Yeah, oh, that's fine. There you best. go. Um, right, look, that's that's kind of the last question there. So, Paddy, do you have anything that you wanted to do? I know we wanted to bring a few things up. So, um, Yeah, I, I, I brought some <coughs> parts of it up uh, during there. Again, about the atomic bomb, the invisible one going off at United when Ferguson left and... The club itself being like a Chernobyl now without anybody there to really grow anything useful as a team and as a squad. Do you who do you think when Ferguson left should have came in as manager? I know you say Mourinho, but I, I heard that he interviewed uh not Poch, um Guardiola in New York, but he refused it at the time. So your ideal manager, if you could take anyone now. Oh one nil to United, Ronaldo just scored. Ronjo scored. Yeah, good goal actually. Nothing going Fantastic. Be, uh, he's what about you, uh, I'm not sure. I didn't see who went to him. Because I've got Ronaldo. Come on. I've got <laughs> Ronaldo in my fancy team. I need the points. I've seen you're, you're fucking like fifth or sixth in my league as well. No, so I, I was leading league. your league for weeks. You were, yeah, you were, yeah. Yeah, for for weeks. And Ronaldo, Ronaldo has been misfiring. So he was on the cusp of getting transferred, so he was. For the double <laughs> game week. That, to me, that just looks like the fucking Brighton player hits the tone. Let me see if there's an interception here. Uh, looks like McTominay hit it across. Let, let's keep the, the irrelevance then. Um, there was a lot of people saying that all United's problems this season was down to Ronaldo, which I think is bullshit because I think if Ronaldo had went to a team like Man City, he'd be extremely successful. If he went to Liverpool, he'd be extremely successful. What do you think is the real cause of the problem this season? Let's not go back nearly 10 years when Ferguson okay. right now this season. The first thing you do, Ron comes in, Ron walks in first day, lads, show me your medals. Yeah. Yeah. And there's silence. Apart, apart from Pogba's got one or two, and Pogba's got a World Cup. But yeah. Pogba apart, lads, show me your medals. Yeah. I'm your new I'm your new captain. There's a new Boston town. And we're going one way. And the way we're going as a team is to win a title. Now, whether they did or not is by the by. But day one. He should make captain. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He should be given. He should be given the power on day one. Yeah, you go in, Ron. You take over the dressing room, and anyone that's pissed or dummy out of the pram, they can leave. I would put them on the bench. Yeah, it's your dressing room now. But Solskjaer you... hadn't got the cojones to do that. No, and that is a massive, massive cause. Mm. Ronaldo looking, sorry, is not. Is not. Sorry, sorry, Paddy, go on. Langa just there right, has done more in that like five minute spell than Rashford has done all season. He chased the player down. He's after intercepting the ball with the defender playing out in the back, and there was a de- debatable red card there. So United are on the attack table. 
just talking about Alanga there, it's just fucking unbelievable work. So that goes back to start start a conversation about Rashford. You yeah. put him on the bench at best and you start Alanga every week. 100%. I know he said, I've been saying it the last couple of weeks as well. Rashford is an impact sub. Like, bring him on when everybody's tired. Let him just run. But you know you're not going to get running back. So just let him run forward. And, like, Oli should have known that. Like, I, I, that's this is where I had the problem. Sorry, I know we're going back to Oli. But this no, it's okay. Go ahead. I, go ahead. This is where I kind of really disagreed with, with Oli because him being the super sub that he was, the most sub player, I think, in the Premier League history or whatever, didn't, didn't know how to make a sub and didn't know the correct timing to make a sub, which for me was just the the most obvious thing. Sorry, I'm just looking at this here. Uh, the ref's gone over to check VAR, so I presume it's going to be a red card. But if you okay. look at like where Solskjaer managed before United, he probably didn't have anyone to bring on from the bench, so it was never really clear that he, he lacked this skill. Yeah. But when he came to United, well, it, it seemed that Europa League final, like it was just a, an absolute joke. He didn't make one yeah, change. But, but when you're opposing manager, now I can't remember the exact minute, but his opposing manager had four subs on long, long, long before the end of the game. Surely logic would dictate, oh, hang on a second now, they've gone four fresh legs. It's still nil-nil. This could go to extra time. At the very least, only fresh legs on the pitch. Yeah. Right, that's, that's, it doesn't take... You have a prize to figure that one out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was looking at it, and I think the same as yourself. That was the first time I really looked at Solskjaer. Like, look, the, clue, the indications were there, but that he didn't know what he was doing. He was lost. He was absolutely lost. And but to listen to you tonight, which I never looked at it of how much the social media side of things from a business standpoint makes the club. They'll have Solskjaer in there as their poster boy all day long. They'll have the Pogba's and all the other social media crap all day long. Because really, do they do they care about the results? Or fighting for top four, but they don't really care. Really, like they're, they're it's all about the bottom dollar. Yeah, like they like there's a four hundred four hundred thousand pounds plus per week contract dangling on the table for Pogba. That's been inconsistent at best for the last mm-hmm. six years. Like Pogba, look, he's not my kind of player. Yeah. Okay, I would I would have sold him two three years ago. If it runs a football club, okay, you've been here, say, three years ago, he's here three years, right? Three years, you got you got two years left in the contract. You're still worth 70, 80 million. It hasn't worked, Paul. You've come back. Thanks for no thanks. Good luck. Yeah. We're going to sell you now. Exactly, yeah. And they don't but do no, that. That's a, that's a common thing, you know, isn't it? They don't do it. And even, it's the same situation at the moment with Maguire. Someone's afraid to pull the trigger there and say, you're not the fucking captain anymore. Good luck to you. And that's it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you need to work for your place now. You're back to an That's back to the player. question that Paddy asked, um, alluded to, sorry, Paddy, about uh, sometimes the same as the problem. The problem started when he came in the first day and wasn't wasn't allowed to be captain, wasn't mm-hmm. allowed to bring to bring players up to, well, I won't say up to his level, but come some, somewhere within 20% of his level. Yeah. Players then complaining, complaining, yeah that he's hard in training or he's a t- dressing room. It's Ronaldo. He's one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. If you cannot raise your game to play beside Ronaldo, get out of the club. Yeah, it's 100%. Imagine being one of those younger players at United and Ronaldo came out and said, some of these younger lads don't want to listen to me. They don't yeah. want to take my advice. Somebody that's won everything in the game. If they don't want to do that, you just play your game and do your job. And they can't even which do is, that. Which is what's happened. But, but what's yeah. happened now is R- Ronaldo now I, I think for me, he stopped trying to lead the group mm-hmm. because he's tried to lead him. 
even without the armor. Because okay, you say, okay, he shouldn't have to have the armor to be captain. But he has tried to lead them, I believe. They haven't followed. So he's thinking, well, fuck you. If you don't want to yeah. follow me, that's your problem, mate. Yeah, exactly. I'm Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. And that's been prevalent over the last two months. Because his performances have dipped the last two months. They've dipped. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, can I just jump in, uh, Jay? So I just want to ask you, right? So if you were to, I know it's a little bit off from what we're going with. This is this is kind of uh, organized chaos here. So um, if you if you have three players that you can bring into this team and that are realistic signings for United for the summer, who are we talking? I, I like you're saying re- realistic, uh, yeah. not FIFA sign, not 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 FIFA signings. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, a football team is made by spine. Yeah. So I bring in Zapata. Oh, yeah, pardon yeah. me from Atlanta. Yeah. I rate I, I, I rate him highly. He's a good player. I think he made for Premiership. Yeah. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. He's he just turned thirty. Yeah. People would say, oh, but he's only he's only done it in uh, Italian football. I don't care. I get him in. Yeah. Probably get him for forty mil. Yeah. I would get him Pazuma. Pazuma. I've I've almost rated him. Good player. Yeah. I would get Pazuma. And if they could do it, if they could do it, I would get in Casemiro. Casemiro's quality, isn't he? Casemiro and Bazuma. Yeah. Then I will be looking at, at signing another centre-back and setting the war. Yeah. That's, my, that's my spine. And how much do you realistically think you're going to get from Aguirre nowadays that is looking at performances? Because like, surely it's decreased. 30 million. If, if, if you could get 30 million and you're running the football club, and not and not Disneyland. Yeah. I take thirty mil. Cut your losses. But look, yeah. like anybody, like any player trying to get the mail United, no one will pay the wages. No one will pay Harry yeah. McGuire the wages he's on now. Case in point, um, Martial. Martial was signed on a twelve million pounds per year contract, a quarter of a million per week on a five year contract by Woodward. Yeah. Fucking hell! Like Jesus Christ! Yeah. Like. But I look at these players and they're saying, like, well, I'm not going to go for less money than I'm on now. And, like, if they have two or three years left in their contract, I'm kind of saying to myself, from, like, from a self-preservation point of view, you can say for a love of the game, these have a finite amount of years to play football. If I'm earning this much money, like, I'm going to keep it for as long as I can. So you can't really blame the players. It's poor management by the club, I feel. Oh, it's very poor. Because if you look look at, for instance, um, Phil Jones... Now, I, I know Phil has had massive injury problems, but when Phil Jones was out of form, he was given a five-year deal on eight grand a week. And the business model, it seems to be, we get them in on long contracts yeah. to protect their value. Yeah. In actual fact, it's having the opposite effect. It doesn't matter their value because you can't get rid of them. So they're worthless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You, 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 you end up sitting there fucking rotten. Like... It's the, the, it has the opposite effect. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so going back to sorry the manager situation, and we know how you feel about Moyes. Are there any of the other ma- other managers that have come in after Moyes that you would have given more time? Okay, um, I would have given Jose the tools to do the job back in the summer of twenty eighteen. Yeah. Summer twenty eighteen, Jose wanted Kudabali, yeah, and he wanted Perisic because he needed a winger, yeah. To for to supply to supply Ibra, yeah. He didn't get Perisic. Perisic was still prime then, and he needed a, and he want he wanted a thug as centre back. Kudabai was perfect. He got neither. I think yeah. I think he got um 
you got you got Tom Heaton as a a four choice goalkeeper or sign holder or bottle washer or something. <laughs> and that's what he got. I, I know he got another player as well, but I can't, his name escapes me. So I believe if Mourinho had been given a tooth to the job, he finished second the season before, and that summer he was given the tools. And you saw there then, Paddy, by November, Josie was yeah. pissed off. He was taking the piss. He started playing Fellini instead of Pogba in midfield. Yeah. He was yeah, taking yeah. the piss. He want, Josie wanted to be sacked, I think, in the end, because he had enough. Yeah, and I I just hate I hate being a Chelsea fan. I have an, an attachment to to Mourinho, so I hate I hate the the disrespect he gets from United fans. No, but, like, Carly, I'm so pro Josie. I'm so yeah. pro Josie. I always have yeah. been. He's fucking quality, like, and I just think like like I always listen to interviews with John Terry and Lampard and the core of that Chelsea team, and I was like, he made me feel like the best player in the world. That like nobody could beat us. That's that's all. Like, and I presume he tried to do that with United, but then soon fucking realized. What the fuck? Do you, do it's you not remember Spores as well? You know, and it was Chelsea a second time he done the same thing. To, I was just going to say the Spurs documentary and Amazon Prime. Yeah. There's a there's a key scene when he pulls he pulls Deli Ali into his office. You're lazy. <laughs> and he tells Deli he asks Deli Ali how old he is. I, yeah. and he gives the age. And Joe said, Well, I'm I'm fifty odd. Yesterday I was you. Yeah, and it go exactly. and it goes by so fast. And he's trying to impart in Deli Ali. You've got, you've got so many years. You're so talented. Will you fucking use it? Yeah. And I've got no doubt Josie has had a conversation with so many players. But yeah. very few players actually have actually listened. And you said there about John Terry and Frank Lampard. That yeah. Chelsea team would have ran through brick walls for Jose Mourinho. Yeah. Yeah, so in the concept of Chelsea, Josie, Josie was your Fergie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like, and... And it was just it was just a thing I thought with Mourinho that his man management was was unbelievable. Um, sorry, just watching Alangas fucking juggling but the did, ball did, around. Did the generation then? Did he then come into a generation of snowflake players that couldn't take his management anymore? Yeah, he, he absolutely did. And that generation of snowflake players, the dressing room. Went, I think Zaltan got injured before that um, Europa League game. Remember? Yeah, and he came back the following season, and he was injured for most of it, and hardly played. And then he went off to LA Galaxy. The dressing room then became Pogba's dressing room, yeah. and then he was like so Pogba, and Lingard, and Rashford, all gravitating towards Paul Pogba. Yeah, all of a sudden, a lads, disgraceful is, example. <laughs> is that going to is that is that going to be a dressing room where lads are going to go out literally and run their balls off for ninety minutes and cover twelve kilometers? And five or second balls and eight or nine minutes, still be tracking back and putting putting tackles in. No, it's not. I think that was pivotal for me. Do do you think the new manager, whoever comes in, will have the proper structure in place and be given the time, or is it just gonna be like another Liverpool story? It'll be twenty years before we win a league again. Do you have faith that now you see the likes of the bit of the, like Darren Fletcher as a technical director? You see uh, Ragnick now. That's gonna probably be. Uh, technical director as well for the football side of things do you see a bright future for United with the next manager or the very fact that that Darren Fletcher technical director is sitting on the bench and he and he's in Radnick's ear and officially Mike Phelan is still official assistant manager looks like he's waiting on the bus every game (laughs) for me Paddy it's still a case of jobs for the boys I think 
the, the player, the, the players, we don't know which ones, but I say we could, if we were, if we were not trying to avoid being sued here, we could name names very easily. But the, the players have called um, one of Wright's coaches, Ted Lasso, in Dave oh slagged off his coaching <laughs> methods. Yeah. So the players, some of them threw the toys out of the pram because the last, and, and I termed it, it was Cam Carrington. Some of the, there was two players in particular that were coming in late regularly for training and they weren't even getting scolded for the fact. Okay. So those coaches are gone now, apart from Mick Phelan. Maybe, maybe he's a great man for making make an express in the mornings. So I don't know. I don't know what he does. <laughs> but so the players are slagging off Radnick's training methods, slagging off his tactics. What? Because you're made to do some work. Yeah, made yeah. actually work a different system. You, like you, you all remember, I came out very early on. They started complaining because they had to drive home in the dark at five o'clock. You yeah. kept them for double sessions. Drive, you had to drive home in the fucking dark. It's so home, it goes back to your point, Paddy. Yeah. Your point about snowflakes. That dressing room, Paddy, is littered with snowflakes. And there lies the problem. That's the yeah. problem. But do you not think the manager as well? Like, I look at that question that was put to him saying the players think you're like Ted Lasso. Can you imagine Ferguson being, that question being put to him? That reporter would have never gone into the room again. Ever. He well, banned for life. The Ted, the, the Ted Lasso was actually one of his coaches, not not Radnick per se. It was one of his coaches. Oh, okay, okay. yeah, but, but even, but even to speak, can you imagine back in the day, um, a player calls out um, Carlos Quinraz as yeah. as um, yeah. as yeah. a as Homer Simpson or, or whatever? <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be a lot more than a boot hitting the right, wouldn't there? Fucking <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. That's I was just looking at, I, I don't know whether you watched um the, the Wayne Rooney documentary. Uh, have you seen that? Not yet, not yet. I haven't watched it yet. It's it's really good, but I was just looking. There was one thing that stood out for me, right? And it was just obviously Rooney is a different fucking animal altogether when you look at him. But the team's walking out of the tunnel. When you look at the team back then walking out of that tunnel, every single one of them, eyes straight, straight faces, not even yeah. looking to the fucking opposition. And now you see them all high five and high five and hugging their fucking international teammates it makes me sick it makes me yeah. fucking sick to see the day and age that we're in with football and everyone went to everton then and pogba came over to shake his hand before a game yeah. and really just blanked him that's, yeah, a, that's yeah. a mentality that was a, that was a team with all united players that went to different clubs yeah you know i was seeing phil neville doing you know with gary and stuff like that um i think phil neville did it to um peter schmeichel yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's brilliant. And and actually, if you ask a lot of Man United fans if to pick um best eleven, best eleven of all time, they pick Van der Sar over Smichael just just because he went to Man City. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm probably guilty of that myself, to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it was funny. Uh, Jay, look, I think fucking we've been an hour here, so I think we may wrap this up. Um, it's been a, it's been a fucking pleasure having you on. I'm sure we'll do more stuff in the future together. Anyway, we're always kind of chatting to each other on Instagram and uh, might jump on a couple of Instagram lives and stuff together. So, um, we'll definitely be in be in contact with you anyway over the next couple of weeks and months. So, um, I do want to say a massive thanks for coming on. We really do appreciate it. Um, big thanks to Paddy as well for coming on. So, lads, yeah. really appreciate you coming on. Really. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. No, Jay, it's amazing conversations. Yeah, we really hope we can get you on again at some stage. Thank you, guys. Listen, um, thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure, and it's great to do 
a sh- an Irish-based show with, with, with two of my fellow countrymen. It's been a pleasure, guys. So sincerely. Right. So um, we're, we're going to end it here. So anybody that is watching, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button on Facebook. Uh, we're on Twitter. Make sure you hit the follow. Uh, follow button, share, like, everything, all that all that good shit. So, uh, look, we'll, we'll be back next week. Uh, Paddy, who was our guest next week? Can you remember? Because I can't. Um, Absolutely not. Lee Stacey. Sorry, yeah, we have Lee Stacey on next week, uh, the goalkeeper. Um, so, look, we will be chatting to him next week, half eight Tuesday. So, we'll see everybody then. Cheers. <laughs>